Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story on FX, brought to you by Bald Move. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And this is the further thought slash feedback version of the podcast. If you missed it, we had an instant take podcast out the night of. Mm -hmm. By the way, we'll be doing that uh, all season until we get sick of it or until something changes. But our plan is to do instant take podcasts, further thoughts podcasts, um, the pair of them each week. Because you can't have too much American Horror Story. True, yeah. So I think Apparently, the- and, and everyone agrees because we got three more seasons. So you just can't get enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had this theory this morning that I think we're bringing bald move fans to American Horror Story more than we're more than American Horror Story <laughs> fans are being brought to our podcast. Well, you know, as long as there's uh, some movement from one group to another, I'm uh, I'm cool with that. Uh, so, any additional thoughts on the show before we get to the feedback? Because we got a lot of feedback this week. I, I um, think. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I was like, I, I always love when I ask you and Jim for your opinion, and I immediately, like, you take you, you take a breath. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's been a half second of silence. Fill, fill the void. <laughs> um, Michael Langdon, being Demon Baby from season one of American Horror Story, is the new The Gold Has Made It to King's Landing. We, yeah, <laughs> we, we were, have, we have gotten, we super missed it. Gotten that message. I, on, like, the, on the first watch, I saw his name, and I think I was looking too much at or on his badge. I didn't see his name. I was yeah. looking too much at the scribbled signature, and I thought his first name was Langdon. So mm. I just didn't even make the connection. In fact, mm. in all my notes, I wrote Langdon, blah, blah, blah. Uh, interesting. But, yes, it's quite clear now that this is... Well, I was weird, because like, you, had, you had started calling the demon baby either Timothy or... Uh, uh, what was the other? Thomas? And I'm like, okay, go with it. But I guess you had gotten confused with the Asylum Babies or something. I don't know. There's a lot of confusion. And it's an insta-take. Right, yes. exactly. I, Yeah, we binged um, the first two seasons and then coming in and then we started Apocalypse immediately. So I was, I had all of the, like, um, and I kept calling them twins, the black and white babies from Asylum that grew up in the 50s. And also, that's another reason why it couldn't work. <laughs> well, I mean, so I was going to come back with... But that baby's name was Thomas. And then this guy's name is Timothy. So that's how that furthered my confusion. See, I thought, like, it's not beyond the realm of possibility, just to defend your alien theory. Oh, that it's still we know, alive, though. We that know, theory. <laughs> we know those aliens, like, abduct people, and they can be gone for long stretches of time. They can be dead when they leave and come back alive. Right. Or so, Pepper came back... Um, uh, just Smart, completely with right. her complete mental faculties. Right. With the, I, I, I think that it's interesting. I mean, like, I'm not saying that's that's what's happening. Although it sounds like Cecily's saying that's what's ha- that's exactly what's happening. But yeah, no. I mean, they could have swapped babies with somebody. Who knows? Who knows why these aliens are doing? Maybe- yeah. No. I mean, this this season, I think I'm gonna have the mentality of like, N- uh, you know, I hear something that doesn't possibly make sense. I'm not gonna dismiss it as being stupid. In fact. I'm going to say it's gonna, it immediately. I'm going to put it on record. I'm just going to try to call everything. Yes, that's, that theory is dumb as hell. Let's put it at the top of the list because that's, that's, uh, that's what Murphy's all about. And Falucci, what's this guy? But it's uh, uh, Brian Murphy Brian, and Brad, Brad Falchuk. Falchuk. Okay. Uh, okay, let's get to the feedback. You can send feedback to us uh, at ahs at baldmove.com. And also we have a weekly forum thread on the 
forums for the episode. You can I, I scrape that for feedback as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Denise from California. So excited for this new season of AHS and for your recaps. Well, thank you. I've been watching AHS for the past five or six years, and I'm caught up with all seasons, so I was intrigued when it was announced that this season would feature Murder House and Coven. Coven. Coven, yes. <laughs> I'm sure you guys saw by now, but Michael Langdon, the Twilight Vampire, at the end is the demon baby. You know, it's funny because people, like, everyone made a bunch of... Is that of- the guy from Twilight? No, it's not. I don't... No, I don't think so. Um, but I swear, when I was watching the trailers, I thought it might be the wolf kid... From Twilight. Oh, I could see that. You know, with the good hair? Yeah. Because he's got... Jacob with the good hair. Jacob with the good hair. You watch Jacob with the good hair. Um, he's the demon baby, which just confuses me because I thought Murder House took place in the present timeline. So did this kid just age up in some super speed demon? Or is a time period in season one different? I agree with you, the guys, that the pacing was strange. I would have preferred to see more about the apocalypse rather than seeing them stew in a fancy bunker. Ah? I see what Denise did there. Ah, Stu. The Stu is Stu. Have they established a timeline yet? No. Or, I mean, uh, what day and time we're in? Um, but she says, as we mentioned, that she has a feeling Ryan Murphy's going to happily time jump throughout the season if he wants. All right, let's stop. Let's let's stop here. Um, I don't <laughs> know the murder. So, Murder House took place in like the present time, but I always assumed the present time could be plus or minus ten years. You know. Because the first season of American Horror Story was 10 years ago. Right. Right? Yeah, you're right. It was about 10 years ago. So Langdon could be 14. Because he was right. about three or four. Maybe. No, maybe. F- so yeah, if that's about four years, ten- three or four years old. The last time we saw him. He's murdering his baby. Sitter. Yeah, it was like th- two, two to four. Yeah. <laughs> Between two and who gives a fuck. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And right now, it could be it could be between fourteen and twenty. I mean, it just depends on when this. Because the thing is, like, this could be set like near future. I mean, because the thing about like half demon babies is they mature really quickly. I could be. I mean, that's that. Like, there's so many things Ryan uh, Murphy could just like hand wave to. Because who the fuck knows? Like, it's a demon baby. Like, yeah, sure. I believe that they could grow super fast. Hellboy did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just like. Hellboy went from baby to, like, full-ass man in, like, two years, I think. I mean, so. like, emotionally and mentally mature faster. Right. So, they're, like, that's, he's the 14-year-old that's always, like, condescending to you. Right. And he starts saying, actually, really young. And, right. Like, um, jailbait baby, uh, demon babies are, like, 18 months and younger. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the statutory ruling. Exactly. It's only, only a law in the books in Florida for some reason. <laughs> but... But it is on the books. <laughs> Instead uh, of the sunshine law, it's the it's the uh, yeah. it's the shadow you, law. <laughs> you can't fuck demon babies that are over eighteen months old. Um, they're not baby. They're they're, over? Full, they're they're you can't fuck them over eighteen months old. <laughs> Shit! I didn't. I I got a I got a. Can I get a Florida man lawyer? Uh, that's what we need a ruling for on here. Uh, okay, moving on. Denise says, I was totally on board with your alien baby theory, but I remember that Asylum took place in the 60s. If those kids yeah, say, yeah, they're yeah, alien babies yeah. and aliens yeah. skip through time and Stephen Hawking's, you know, Stephen Hawking's. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Yep. Um, let's see. If they're not alien babies, responds to Satan, then what do you think makes these two special? All right, I have another clue. I got another idea. Murder House woman gave birth to twins. 
one of them was quote unquote stillborn. I don't believe that for a second. No. My new theory. Well, I actually kind of do, but well, please continue. My new theory is the black and white scorpion, the Antichrist, Christ figures that are duking out in the credits. I think the there's two the spirit the, the spirit babies yielded two fruit. One which is the demon baby, and one which is going to be like a special. Like you're actually going to find out that they're like the I don't know Antichrist is Christ, right? Not literally so Christ, think, but like a, a a force for good. That's what I think. So you think the is that older or younger? I think it's the older sibling is still alive. Yeah, the younger one is the one that's still born, and they just rapidly took it away and didn't show anybody. No, and, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. So the younger one you believe is still alive. I think they're no. The older one is the stillborn one. Okay. They came out first, but yeah, I think they're all. I think both babies are still alive. I do not think the stillborn mm. baby was stillborn. Do you think that the other baby is Timothy? Could, that's, or in that I think bunker yeah, somewhere, one the, of the greys or something? Yeah. No. I. I. Yes. That's where I was going with that. I don't know how and why that they he would show up, but did they positively say that it was that they were both male babies when they were born? I don't think so. Okay. But I don't know because I was. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago, and I just rapidly infused American Horror Story. So anyway, quick, quick everyone tell gotta us. Put this, gotta put this on record as called it. I think Billy Lord's <laughs> Mallory might be the stillborn twin that's still alive. Huh. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, all, right, you're just, all right. Uh so yeah, like uh this is our latest theories. Please blow them up by the next podcast and, and that sounds good, all right? Send us all the corrections. Uh Denise continues. This episode left me and probably others with lots of questions. I think we'll have to wait a while before any of them answered, even though the past few seasons have been kind of letdowns and don't even get me started on Roanoke. I will not, Denise. Your parentheses say a thousand words. <laughs> I'm going to be optimistic about this season because I love the show. I've enjoyed your other show podcast. Look forward to seeing you breaking down this crazy show. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Denise. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Next up, Mark W. Was just listening to the new episode. Wanted to give you a couple bits of info you missed on the episode. First, Timothy can't be the kid from Asylum. Why? Or the demon babe from Murder House because all the time stuff. Um and also Michael Langdon uh, and all that have, stuff. So, yeah, we got that. Has David considered aliens? Yeah, aliens. Hmm. Uh, he also <laughs> says... Um, or German Nazi doctors? <laughs> if you pay close attention to long-haired creep when he shows up, you'll notice his ID says Michael Langdon. And his ID number ends in 666. Oh. I did not notice that. I'm pretty sure Timothy is just a new character who will be one of the heroes of the season. In the shower, he hears a whisper <laughs> saying, Beware. And sees the six 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 in the stream. So beware, Michael Langdon. I am on the lookout. That, I, who knew <laughs> the guy from Little House on the Prairie and, and uh, the Highway to Heaven was going to be such a bad dude? Michael Langdon. Yeah. Uh, I know. Wow, you really want to? You sure you want to leave that in? You're going to date yourself like that? I do. Um, I just looked up. The- I date myself. I date the fuck out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up the IMDb for this Michael Langdon character, uh-huh. or actor, rather. Uh-huh. Um, he was in the Gianna Versace oh, American that, there's crime the, story, sure, which we haven't sure. seen. And he also was uh, someone named Duncan Shepard in House of Cards for eight episodes. Interesting. Duncan Shepard from House of Cards. So it, was he, like, I don't know that name. I don't, either. The, I don't know the character name. Shepard, the opposing... Um, oh! 
Uh, okay, so Duncan Shepard is a character from the sixth and upcoming final season of uh, House of Cards. So I assume he's, yeah, he's going to be oh. the teenage son of Will, that we didn't know about. No, uh, So spoilers for House of Cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I, in fact, I, uh, I, the, 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 less, the less thought about of uh, House of Cards, the better. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, while my, Mark's here, he decides he might as well give his speculation. The witches are actively trying to stop the Antichrist Michael Langdon. All right, I'm pro-witch. One of them sent that whispered Timothy in the shower as a warning to Michael's arrival. Mm. Why? Why do people do that? Well, I mean... You send them a ghostly voice and it's like, beware, beware of what? For right. One. 666? Two, who are you? Right. Like, three, like, I needed I someone to warn mind? me about 666. It's obviously... <laughs> if I know what 666 means, then why do I need a warning from you about it? I'm pretty sure I'll recognize it when I see it. But what do I do with Because like, there's the cashier, no added information there. cashier rings me up at, uh, at the <laughs> Chipotle and it says 666. I whip out my gun and blow the... Shoot them in the face. Do they shoot me? Like, what's the appropriate amount of... You know, if I had a ghostly whisper saying "beware," I'd be a lot more confident shooting that Chipotle. I mean, I, I read it as not like uh, because obviously, if I'm hearing whispers, I'm out of my fucking. I read mind it. I didn't anyway. read it as an omen so much as like an emoji. You know, like beware. And instead of you know, the ghost only had time to write like three characters, so <laughs> right. you can't write Michael Langdon. Well, the data and Fog. charges. The data charges for spiritual right, tra- exactly. communication are just insane. They can only get the three digits across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So no, don't shoot your Chipotle cashier. But omen, oh, more like oh man, don't shoot that cashier. <sighs> uh, why, the dead why, horses are being why? pulled into the woods by mutants, and one of them is definitely going to be Billy Eichner. Interesting. <laughs> Not Wait, sure. He, he thinks that one of the mutants that pulled the dead horses is going to be Billy Eichner, like a like a like a melted face Billy Eichner. I could get I could get down with some melted face Billy Eichner. <laughs> Not sure exactly where the witches will come in, but I wouldn't be surprised if this season follows a Roanoke formula and has a very, a very different second half of the season taking place in the past. You mean in every season formula? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. One of the witches sees the vision of the future, and they try to prevent the apocalypse before it begins. There's a lot of returning characters announced. I feel like the only way to get them involved is if a chunk of the season takes place in the past. Chonk. Chonk. This will help viewers differentiate between cast members like Sarah Paulson playing Apocalypse Bunker Nut and playing the benevolent Cordelia. Yeah, that's... Cordelia. I mean, yeah, the the time separation, the big jump would help with that, where it's like, okay, you you know. But, like, uh, back to the past, because, like, I guess... Yeah, then it becomes like a time travel romp to try to stop the baby from being... Okay, I can see that. Right, this is kind of... That's, that's pretty solid. It's kind of the shit that Jim hates. Yeah. Uh, magic and aliens. Right. And w- supernatural. So we've got and Jim this- really likes horror and, and gore, so... And we've got... The- it's the trifecta. And we've mm. got Ryan Murphy at the helm. So literally anything, anything can, can happen. happen. Michael G. from L.A. Overall, I agree with Cecily on the point that the pilot was a little boring for a season that's called Apocalypse. Thank Yo. You. It just felt a little slow, even though so much happened in the episode. And maybe because I saw the trailers and hoped we'd get to see the witches in the first episode. You, honestly, I would, uh, that's, what, uh, that's me, Miguel. I was waiting for witches to come around every corner because that's my favorite season of, Cove, uh, my favorite <laughs> season of AHS. Thanks for getting the Coven stuck uh-huh. in my head again. Uh-huh. And I was I was hoping, wishing, hoping upon a star that we'd see him, and we didn't. So uh, uh, I, I guess s- that means you're not the supreme then. No, I'm not. First How of all, I'm a male. Th- Are there even male witch? Yeah, there were a ma- there was a male witch, but I thought the supreme had to be a woman. That's sexist. 
You're making up sexist things and then calling people sexist for things that you made up. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm not the one that made up the, witch- the witching rules. Well, how do we know we haven't seen any witches? I know. Uh, I, there's definitely uh, a male uh, witch. Think I've, about that. No, I've, I'm talking I've, about oh. in, the se- in this episode. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, what makes your DNA exceptional? Nothing. According to secret government-issued faces. Uh... As for where the season is going, I've read some articles online and found two main theories. One, the sanctuary Michael Langdon is talking about is under the murder house, uh, which is why we see the Rubbermaid in trailers. No, he says it's just it's a speculation he's read. Oh. Um, also, <laughs> from Ryan Murphy's Twitter from feed. From Ryan Murphy, yeah, he's <laughs> tweeting out, hey guys, this is the plot for episode five. Just All right, so here's you know, the full so ex- for eight. I'm so excited about it. Uh, the witches are going to time travel sometime in a season and try to prevent the birth of Antichrist. All right. Perhaps stop the rubber man from raping Vivian or kill the baby when he is born. That way, Ryan Murphy can retcon some stuff. Ooh, wouldn't it be interesting if, like, the witches somehow cursed the child in her stomach and it only kills the first one, which is the good one anyway? Now I'm back. I'm back on the stillborn theory. See, like that? I'm like water. I just shift back and forth. I flow. Yeah. Follow Lee's path of resistance. Good there's three more seasons because uh, they're going to need that fresh blood in that writer's room. Um, finally, it's been confirmed that this will be a 10-episode season and Jessica Lang will come back. I think they said episode six, but I'm not entirely sure. Stop spoiling your own fucking show, Murphy. Jesus. <laughs> I know. This is like... He cannot help himself. This is like The Walking Dead where, like, you know, Jim and I were laughing at this, the, the advertising for this season on the commercials was all, like, spotlighting, like, Rick Grimes' final six episodes. Like, what? Like, why? Wait, what does that mean? They're writing Andrew Lincoln out of the show. They are? Oh, you didn't know that? Why not just end the show? I don't know. And also, why announce it? I mean, I, I get You're it. You're right. Uh, yeah. It's like, so, announce an impending death or departure. It's, yeah, it's so stupid. It's like six more episodes before Glenn gets beat to death. Oh, and three more before he crawls out from another dumpster. It's like, <laughs> everyone calm down. Watch everyone Carl calm kill down. his mom. <laughs> tell, tell the fucking story, all right? Uh, Mike from Boston. 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 AHS has always had a weird relationship with Tone, but I was especially struck <laughs> by the unevenness of tonight's opening scene. Past seasons have tended to open with something frightening and serious, such as the murdered lovers in Asylum, the Minotaur and Coven, and they've been really effective in introducing the world of the show, even if the season later squanders that goodwill. But tonight was a shit show. As soon as we see the obnoxious blonde lady, Leslie Grossman, from last season bragging about Instagram fame and yelling at Billy Lord about a green juice, I wasn't sure if I was watching episode Glee or American Horror Story. I don't think Ryan Murphy was sure either. Sprinkle in Billy Eichner, you bitching his way out of the show. Although I doubt we've seen the last of him. <laughs> Glam Evan Peters and his racist Nana. Billy Lord doing the same thing she does in every damn Ryan Murphy show. And you have an opening scene that cheapens the effectiveness of what should otherwise have been a powerful and memorable opening to the season. Because the world fucking ended. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like my American Horror punching me right in the face. Like, yeah. you know, I like my, you know, demons crawling out of mattresses. I like, uh, I, I, I like that. I, I like letting, I, I like American Horror Story be like, yeah, now what, you know? Yeah, but I think. Preferably before the first commercial. I think they're setting up this inter intersectionality of um, modern day, which you get with like the teenagers in Murder mm-hmm. House and the young cattiness of the girls in Coven mm-hmm. with like the really visually striking Victorian type of style that they're going for in the underground bunker. 
So I think immediately he's trying to, you know, like oil and water don't mix, but if you just like continue to shake them together, it kind of mm. seems like they do. <laughs> yeah, right. You just, you just keep it moving. Keep things moving. See, it's mixing. It's mixing. Keep things moving. <laughs> uh, speaking of keeping things moving, D. Mackey says the long-haired dude, he looks like one of the Volturi from Twilight. It's weird. He does. He does look like. Yeah, uh, we, had, we Googled pictures of those. Um, Volturi. And I'm not saying we haven't seen the movies because we have. Oh, but yeah, We Googled totally. the pictures and, and you know what else? What looks a lot like Brad Pitt in his early vampire yeah, I, I, stages and in interviews. I did get a lot. I, I think with some Connie Britton's flowing locks. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a little bit of that kind of like interview the vampire feedback too. I think I'm not sure if I included it, but I do know it's nice to know that there's a functioning flat iron somewhere. Yes, uh, in, in the apocalypse because mm-hmm. otherwise that dude would be Frizz City. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Sandman, the humidity in a post-apocalyptic situation, just oh, it's... murder house on one's <laughs> hair. Murder hair. That's murder season hair. 10 is murder, murder hair, hair when the flat iron finally burns out. Yes. What is a Michael Langdon to do? <laughs> Texas Sandman, great to have you all back on the air. Thank you. I've only seen season 7 in full and have very little background knowledge of the rest of the series. Hey, you're qualified Ooh, to host the show. Yeah. So I'm just going to be treating this season as a weird Fallout fanfic. You can't go wrong. I mean, that's the that's the nice thing about the anthologies that they're kind of fucking up now that they're pulling from previous seasons. Uh, bring on the Death Claws, the Super Mutants, the Rad Scorpions, and Ghouls. I I do like the Rad Scorpions. They're they're radical. Yeah, those are good. I like the creepy eyed children. I mean, the nice thing about a Scorpion is it's all the creepiness of a spider now with a giant poisonous tail and and huge pinchers it can crush you with. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're just, like, they're just nightmare fuel spiders, which are already kind of nightmare fuel. Uh, right, and like an armored tank version. Yes, mm-hmm. they're the heavy assault yes. spider. Uh, <laughs> like spiders who have invested some money in the tech tree. Okay, right. You yeah. know, they're not just pursuing diplomatic solutions. They're they're going. They're they're teching up. Here are some casual observations made while watching on my lunch break. Not quite hot takes yet. Give me a week or two to work up to that. What are in the nutrient blocks? I'm hoping for a snow piercer protein block situation, but since they have a finite amount, it probably isn't anything that exciting. Yeah, I mean, if they could just compress cockroaches into protein, then they wouldn't be running out, would they? Because I have it on good authority. Cockroaches, super adept at surviving a nuclear co- apocalypse. They're like the gold standard for survival. <laughs> Do you think that... Um, well, one, they're obviously eating stew for stew. Sure. Do you think that they are killing greys and tell and falsely accusing them of crimes to justify killing them in order to you make You are reading ahead of Texas Sandman's feedback. Cubes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, let's, sorry. Let's, let's sorry. get there in a minute. So sorry. Uh, what's exactly considered copulation? All right, Bill Clinton. Let me break it down for you. No. Uh, the implication is that I'm getting is that Timmy and Emily have a romance, and over an 18-month period, they just kiss like once a day? No freaking way I believe that. There's got to be at least one OTPHJ going on at some point, which is, of course, an over-the-pants hand job. Did you know this? I mean... Or yeah. did you look that up? No, I, 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 I knew that. Ow. Okay. All right. Well, the HJ is, and then the P, and then, you know... Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it comes together. It's like, you know, you, you watch enough porn, you get, you get the abbreviations. Uh, they do a lot of abbreviating in porn, do they? Uh, Short in, on time? In the description for the positions and whatnot, you're going to see, you know, like the... What is it? The uh, CFNM... 
or you know <laughs> yeah. clothes female clo- clothed female uh, nude yeah. male see what they don't show you is that in every one of those days the mirror ghost ha- instead of writing 666 wrote uh, what is it o o t o t p h j question mark that's totally not copulation uh, why didn't Sarah Paulson execute the fornicating greys and doors so they'd be able to add be added to the stew? Whacking them out in the rad storm seems like wasteful and short-sighted. Um, I mean, my guess is that they did get contaminated somehow and they're sneaking around to be together. Yeah. Um, because that's, you're right. Like, otherwise, it's just, uh, it's just something Murphy, uh, you know, thought was like some cold smack for Sarah Paulson to say as he, in between crack pipe hits. And then he forgot that, oh, yeah, also. Plus, I guess it's the beginning situation versus a few months in and they're running out of food and they want some stew, maybe. I'm not quite sure. Like, I honestly, I'm not even convinced that there is any kind of radiation fallout. I mean, there in was this, a nuclear war. Right. I'm, but what? how close to this location was it? Hmm. Plus, like, I thought... I guess they did say all the major cities were hit. Yeah. Okay. And we don't know. Again, this place... They, they got on a plane and flew for some period of time, so they could be anywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, line of the episode, of course, is Stu is the Stu. Good yeah, choice. Yeah. Of course. I co-sign. Of course. Uh, shit. Somehow... Let's see. What did I do here? Um, oh, yeah. King Cobra. I thought this was a really good premiere. It set up what was going on. The characters uh, had just enough creep factor. I didn't recognize Bates until almost the end of the episode. Sarah Paulson really? is playing basically this exact opposite of last season, and I wonder if that will make her more tolerable tolerable for those who don't or didn't like her in American Horror Story. Well, my lovely wife has poisoned my mind against Sarah Paulson because <laughs> she, if you recall last year, she pointed out something about... It was maybe the year before. Sarah Paulson's upper lip. I think it was the year before I pointed it out and then you just denied it and said you didn't see it. And then last year, I think you first kind of started to notice. Yeah, because it's it's not just that because like, you know, physical, whatever. Sarah Paulson's still, like, I'm not, you know... Clearly, her being a lesbian is the only thing that's keeping us from being together. Um, and the sweaty upper lip. But well, I could probably, you know, there's, <laughs> there's this foundation, whatever. You get a microfiber uh, towel and just. The thing is, it is off I, I saw her. I saw her giving a lot of interviews, in, in like you know, because she was participating in uh, that the, the Post movie about the Washington Post oh, and yeah, yeah. the Watergate or the Nixon stuff, um, the, the the Pentagon Vietnam. file stuff in yeah. particular. And she was giving a lot of interviews, and I'm just like, when I watched her, she just, I found her kind of off-putting. Like, what, what, and, I, and it is probably not a real personality either, because, like, I sure as shit, I wouldn't show up to the Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon show and act normal, but, like, I just, uh. like, it's, it's you pointing out the weird, translucent, grub-like quality of her upper lip area, yeah. and, and this not being impressed with her interviews, and yeah, I've, like... I this is going to make a lot of people angry because a lot because when you started talking about it, uh, lots lots of uh, people came out to defend Miss Paulson. I mean that's fine. I, you, I think you're taking it a step too far, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make my official stance here. I like Sarah Paulson; she's a great actress. I haven't seen any interviews, but 
her upper lip bothers me. And I'm not saying it's an unattractive feature. It's just something that I notice and cannot unnotice. And I think that's because my first time watching my first full season I watched was Asylum. And she essentially Ryan Murphy just stands off to the stands off to the side and just sprays her with like a mister (laughs) between each take. So she's she's very moist. She has very plump lips. And it's just it, it, it I notice it a lot. But also she routinely goes on Ellen's show mm-hmm. around Halloween time. And Sarah Paulson, I guess, is gets scared very easily. She says that she's, you know, she can't watch the, the show because she gets so scared of things. Mm-hmm. She can only perform mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then Ellen does the thing where she has someone sneak up behind her while she's giving an interview and mm-hmm. scare. I mean, have you seen these videos? This is one of the videos that annoyed me. Or yeah. they make one or they make her walk through a haunted house and mm. she does that thing where she just like screams and like gets into a ball and cries like at every little jump. Yeah, and, and to where it seems like of, a put on. Exactly. Right. So that kind of personality makes for a wonderful actress. She'd be And that's She's a she's she'd be a, a good YouTube reaction star. Too. Yes, she could give a hell of a reaction video. Well, she's a sweaty broad, and let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie from Pennsylvania. Another year begins. This was an interesting premiere. I think it was purposely muted. In fact, I felt a considerable amount of restraint in what was shown on screen. This has been the pattern of American Horror Story premieres since Roanoke. The first episode of the last few years has been more approachable with less violence and off-the-wall sex scenes. For example, Cricket get, getting disemboweled happened four episodes in Roanoke. RJ nailed gun to the head five episodes in the cult. I think that's a smart move to try to get more people interested who might find some of the content repugnant. Man, I, okay. I, I might agree with what we're trying to go there, Jamie, but like, I this is American horror story. This is an American sugar and spice and everything nice. Like... I'm. I, I think you want to run off the looky lose in the first episode, and like Ro- there, there was also some pretty ter- frightening imagery in in Roanoke. Now, cult, yeah, cult. They had they deployed the the twisty the clown. Like there was that in the first episode. It didn't connect anything, but the <laughs> there's there the, their yeah. little their little uh, vegan child was reading the the the, the twisty the clown comic. Um, so there is yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, could I? Was there anything scary? There was the only thing mildly creepy was the horses getting pulled under the tree. I thought that was pretty effective and kind of like, <laughs> but yeah, and the old oh, the fact that the horses also were wearing those like old timey. I loved it. Yeah, uh, gas masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that would have been better is uh, whoever got off the carriage was wearing like that big hook nose thing. <laughs> sure, sure. I thought like there was some of that like plague doctor design echoed in some of the gas masks. Or or the other thing, what if they instead of horses, thestrals? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. oh. You know, but then you wouldn't be witch, able to see it because we true. already know you're not a witch. Right? I haven't seen anyone die. Isn't that warlock? The, isn't that the, you got to you oh, got to personally is? witness death? Yeah. Oh God. That's why, Harry Potter, so yeah, that's why Harry Potter can see them after, you know, the one thing happens. Oh, yeah? Yeah. One Spoilers. Thing, in, the, in the Ministry of Mysteries or whatever the fuck. Not, not, not up on my... Well, his my... parents died in front of him, and the, the first day... Well, you have to... The memory has to stick, right? 
it's not and that's how the witch witching world works it's not witnessing your parents murdered in front of you that's that's your brain is tapioca he has no memory of that you have to retain it yeah i saw a guy get stabbed to death in a bar once but i had a few too many and yeah. i don't really remember it so, that so, well so thestrals are just kind of blurry for if, me. <laughs> yeah if you want to not see thestrals and you witness a murder just drink as much as you can mm-hmm. and hope for amnesia uh, let's see. I'm excited to see how they can do this. Jamie continues. I agree with Cecily that's giving off Asylum vibes, mostly because it seems incredibly claustrophobic, mixed with some Bail Runner 2049 imagery. Bail Runner. I'm gonna correct. I'm gonna mentally correct that the blade. Although Bail Runner mentally 2049. Mentally correct it out loud. <laughs> Bail Runner. Yes. Bail Runner 2049 sounds like something <laughs> that would happen in Indiana 30 years from now. Finally. <laughs> I was most struck with the fact that Emma Roberts is in the main title sequence. This is a first for the show in a crossover world. Uh, apparently in the main title sequence, a main character from one season becoming a main character in another season. Of all people, I never thought it was going to be Madison and Montgomery, but this is big because before all the returning cast members were only back for one episode. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. If she's presumably only playing Madison Montgomery, she's the only person to be billed as a main character twice for playing the same role. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, wow. I don't know. I guess that's Explain to me true. what they're saying, because I don't... That didn't parse for me. I'm still um, on Bail Runner. So if, like, Jessica Lang appears as Constance Langdon, then this season, she, and she's a star of first season as that, mm-hmm. and she plays her that character in this season. Mm-hmm. It's only for one episode. Oh. She's not going starring the entire season as the same character. So the witches are Just only like, going to be in one episode? That's kind of disappointing. We don't know that. They're only going to play those characters huh. for one episode, maybe? Huh. I don't know. Or, I mean... We don't even know if it's going to be one episode. It, that's, could be, that's where, it could be five episodes, but it's still not considered yeah. a starring role in the season. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Brian from California. I think that's south of Tarth. Uh, <laughs> since, since Ryan Murphy can't seem to keep his fucking mouth shut before the season even starts, he confirmed that both Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters will be playing dual characters this season. The two new ones from the first episode, mm-hmm. in addition to their characters from Coven, Cordelia, Fox, and Murder House, Tate Langdon. I point this out because in the instant podcast, Aaron was confused about how the witches might play into the season since SP was already playing MV, uh, yeah. Miss Ven- Venable. Yeah, I mean... There's just a shit ton of confusion going on in those first... Plus, as, as Cecily pointed out, like Sarah Paulson played, I think, three characters in the hotel season. She played her Billy... Should we... Billy, was it Billy... It's, it's Billy Jean, I think. Billy Jean King, yeah. Or Billy, yeah, Billy. It's Billy something. Billy Dean, Billy Jean. Billy Dean, that's what it is. <laughs> um, the psychic. And, and then Lana, Lana Banana Lana is, the, is the is the is the journalist. Yep. And oh yeah, Sally. Yeah. Um. All right. So thanks for setting us straight on that. And yeah, it does seem like it's going to be weird, but maybe they'll handle it with a time jump or to find other ways. Or like I said, I'm sure he'll handle it with you, finesse, were, no matter what. Because here's the thing, guys. We recorded a pre season preview and it was a fucking mess like when i came in it's like recorded late at night yeah uh in in various states of intoxication and i came into the studio to edit it the next day and it was like usually i can save it with an edit but it was a train wreck caught on fire with a comet hitting it 
So it was a great start. And you know what? We decided that we're just going to slot it into like in somewhere right, in between gonna, seasons or episodes four and five. Now I'm going to just randomly splice 45 seconds of it here at the podcast. Yes. Because uh, it's, you know, we're trying to simulate the Ryan Murphy experience. Right, exactly. But I think you made a joke about like season nine of American Horror Story is just going to be at all Sarah Paulson characters. They're just going to digitally yeah. composite it together. There's going to be rooms full of, of, of Paulsons. All, all Paulsons all the time. Um, all right. It's going to Mich- happen. Michelle from Cali did a real labor of love here. Um, she went through and watched the opening credits and took notes for all the little vignettes they showed. And I have selected a few that I thought were interesting Ooh. to talk about. More than a few, honestly. I essentially deleted the repeats. Uh, says so, uh, there's a lot of slithering snakes, lots of candles that are extinguished and then begin to burn, and also like candles that rapidly melt down and like do and and reverse. Yeah, she wonders if that's symbolic of resurrection or reincarnation. Um, <clears throat> yes, or I've just the literal passage in uh, the passage of time and the fact that. Or it could be signify a time jump, like going back into the past. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. If the can- she said the candle's burning right, right back up, then right. yeah. Uh, there's two barefoot people. Uh, the scene is shot from the knees down, two animal skulls that have elongated faces. One of the skulls has horns and is resting on top of a chalk drawing on the floor. There are candles burning in the background. Some sort of ritual? Sounds like it to me. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to consult my uh, Necronomicon. I actually... <laughs> Um, I actually bought like one of those 18th century books on demonology from Amazon, <laughs> yeah. uh, because like I started like getting into some of the demonology of the James Wan Conjuring series, and then yeah. what was the other? Oh right, um, the one where it made me pull Hereditary. the triggers. I, I watch Hereditary, and I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn it! I want they keep on quoting these things. There's all this. Cre- I'm gonna I'm gonna freaking buy it. So in the Bald News Studio, I have a tome. Which prescribes several different rituals to do all kinds of different stuff. That's cool. Maybe we should do one on the air, like for Halloween. Eh. Find one that's kind of benign. Uh, like I mean, no, I mean it's not. I don't have all a problem listeners with... to this podcast will get a sweaty upper lip for twenty four hours. Like that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that's horrible. I yeah. would do that to someone. I just you know just for These an experiment. Are honestly, our fans and our friends. Well, and they also like Sarah Paulson, and they can. Cost, How do you know? They can cost sweat as her. They're screaming at their radios right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a red sketch of a demon-like figure with the same elongated skull and horns, wears a robe, and carries a staff. Yeah, he does. Red drawing looks ancient of a man who looks like he's either cradling another man or trying to lift him up. They appear to be in a square hole in a wooden floor. Black and white <laughs> photo of a demon skeleton with horns walking through the woods. It turns to face the camera and large bony uh, wings expand, a.k.a. the creepiest single sequence in all of American Horror Story credit sequence history. That one was from Coven. Recycled. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yellow, orange, red imagery yeah. of a nuclear explosion. Two young girls in a doorway standing on top of the stairs that appear to lead down to some sort of basement or fallout shelter. Yeah, that was one. And it has like a big mushroom cloud behind The younger them. girl's eyes are glowing. Can see nuclear. Yep, yep. Okay. Black and white images of a house out in the middle of nowhere. It's on fire. Can see a 30s or 40s era car in front. Quickly flashes to burn rubble and remains of that house. Old photos from the 20s or 30s of a toddler with rosy cheeks. The eyes suddenly glow. Same imagery as in Murder House opening sequence. That's the one I recognized. Uh, two human skulls in the mirror of each other that become animal skulls with curly horns. Same long face as the previous skulls. Hey, demon, why the long face? <laughs> oh, God. 
Black crumbled wads of something behind them that look very vinyl or shiny or leather-like. Perhaps reference to Tate's black leather vinyl outfit from Murder House? Perhaps. 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 Almost definitely. Shoulders up image of a human with a radiation meter in front of their face. Camera zooms in and the face and neck crack open. Image of old mannequins from the 30s, 40s, 50s. Man, male and female mannequin standing. Female mannequin sitting and holding a baby mannequin. Interesting. Black scorpion. Black scorpion. Upside down angel sculpture with his hand on forehead. Can't see ripples. Probably reflection of water. Oh, the angel statue. Yeah, the angel. I thought that reminded me of the... angel the, face whelming. <laughs> the, the angel or the, the Mother Mary statue... Probably St. Jude from uh, Asylum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who oh, is yeah. smiling or smiling. Stop and then trying to make the... Asylum happen this season, Cecily. It's just not going to happen. It's going to happen, and it's I'm going to be right. Mm. All right. Uh, Reddish orange image of a flower with rapidly open petals. I thought that was kind of like more hollow, like kind of like, oh, it's a death blossom kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, it, the flower opening? Yeah. Was seemed deathly to you? Well, like in the, in like in like a mushroom cloud kind of thing is an explosion. Uh, yeah. Um, old uh, old drawing uh, of a winged demon with breasts dangling off its chest. It's sitting on a man who is lying down. Appears to be draining fluid from its hip directly into the man's mouth. Kinky. Whoa, whoa, stop! I can only get so moist. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> Old drawing of a woman standing in front of a crowd of onlookers who look like they're shocked or frightened. She is reaching toward upward, and there are beams of rays or some kind of shooting down at her. Aliens. Possession? Aliens. Aliens. You're Aliens. Tra- fucking your asylum bullshit. Aliens. So all these old drawings with red backgrounds appear to be very medieval. Some very much so, but others are better drawings. So maybe medieval times through like the 1800s. What? What? Medieval people can't draw? What the hell? Uh, pretty interesting, but kind of on the nose if we consider that the themes of this season will most likely be good versus evil, Satan versus Antichrist, demon worship, etc. Also, when I think of Apocalypse, Michelle continues, I think of the Four Horsemen. Uh, conquest and pestilence, occasionally also Antichrist, and if you're Jehovah's Witness, Michael the Archangel, a.k.a. Jesus Christ. War, famine, and death. Also, the seven seals of the scroll, one of which that is open, and that is what brings us to the four horsemen. The horses are white, black, red, and pale. I also thought, like, come on, John. Come on, John. White and pale? You're recycling some shit. <laughs> get your shit together, John. You know how many times you get a revelation... You, you, you got it. White and pale? Really? Pale? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that's synonymous with death, right? Yeah. Well, if you're pale. stuck on the prison island of Patmos and, and you're having a vision from Christ, what do you do? These colors are very prevalent in the opening sequence. Speaking of seven, aren't there seven outposts for the cooperative? Whoa. I don't know. I actually don't know. There I was think at there least were three. Only six. And I think, I thought that he said that there's only, th- there's only three left. There's only three left. And there's oh, at least one fell. And- he said outpost six was taken. So I don't know. Okay. So he, seven one went, got destroyed. Seven's a heavenly number, though. Why would they do that? Uh, no, actually, it signifies completeness because the dragon uh, in Revelation is described as having seven heads. Oh. It's complete. It's it's a symbolic number meaning completeness for heavenly or demonic purposes. Well, I went to a Lutheran high school, and that's kind of a different interpretation. Oh, what? really? There's <laughs> the a different interpretation from uh, for for the for something in the Bible. Really? Yeah. I grew up thinking the first horseman was Jesus. So there you go. Uh, 
edit. I just found this image in relation to Four Horsemen. It's called The Death on a Pale Horse, and it's the Fourth Horseman. If you want to see this cool wood, wood carving, it's uh, it's on the forum. And also, apparently, it's it's identical to the red image of a demon in a flowing robe with a hood in the earlier post. So, Four Horsemen are, t- are, are in play. I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, the more mythology weave in, the better. Uh, EJ, is the location of Outpost 3 supposed to be Miss... Robachow's Academy for Exceptional Young Ladies. Uh, it's not Robachow. It's Rob, 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 Show. Robachow, yeah. Probably. I can't uh, see it. Uh, anyway, the witch, the witch school from Co- Coven. Interesting theory. The is grand- the outpost they're in right now underneath that house? Is that the question? Yeah. It says mm. the Grand Staircase entrance is very reminiscent to the Academy's. Wilhelmina states that it was a former boys' school that was converted no. by the cooperative... Okay, that's Boy a tra- easy translation error, boy instead of girl. Even the introduction given by Wilhelmina was similar to that of Cordelia's Fox's introduction to Zoe when she first arrived at Mrs. Robichaux's. What if... <coughs> Both intros given by Sarah Paulson. <coughs> huh. What if what? So what? If, so they're saying that this was where they trained... Witches. Boy witches? Ooh. Well, no, that's not was, what they're saying. No, she but. said it was an exclusive boy school. Right. Oh, okay. All right. And then the one in Louisiana was... No co-ed witchery, apparently. No, absolutely not. Because the witches are inherently a sexist organization. Well, they all have to share. <laughs> share what? Don't you remember the love triangle from Coven? Oh, right, 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 right. With yeah. The, with the Frankenstein... So just one beaters. or none. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea that the writers could be playing with cha- uh, chirality this season, depicting mirror images from earlier seasons, uh, and also a nice Breaking Bad nod. Also, Outpost post 3 and Coven being season 3. Coincidence? Um, you think not? That's interesting, that's interesting. Especially yeah. if there's seven. Like, all... It'd be kind of fun if, like, like in Fallout, all the bunkers have a theme, and each theme is kind of... Like if you see Outpost Two and it looks like a like a s- asylum, you know, you know or it, more institutional. I think I did. Maybe I had a dream about this, or maybe I read something where someone oh, did Jesus, try to we're doing dream analysis. Did now. try to speculate that each each season is a ring of like Dante oh, Dante's right. version of hell, like which is when, nine. Back when they extended it for nine seasons, everybody's like, oh, nine circles of hell. They're trying oh, to like, okay, that's what I remember. But now then. it's ten, and like you know, got to go have Dante invent the tenth. Maybe tenth is when we get to purgatory. Finally, we Ooh, exit the levels of or hell heaven. And- or heaven. It's Ryan Murphy's thoughts on heaven. Uh, Kathy Bates is a badass, continues EJ, that is all. With the introduction of Michael Langdon as part of the cooperative, is it safe to assume we'll see the West Virginia Queen Constance Langdon this season? Or is it just wishful thinking? I can see a big reveal being a black leather chair swiveling around, and there's Jessica Funkin Lang sitting there, hands steepled like a goddamn Bond villain. (laughs) And then she uncrosses her legs. (laughs) What? That's... That's Sharon Stone. Stone. Okay, she she stones it up. Yeah. All right. I like it. I, I yeah. I oh, mean, they're gonna do something really great with her. What I presume to be her last ever episode, maybe. Well, but that was presumed the last time she had the last ever episode. So I don't think so. The last time, last season she was in, nobody had any idea that she wasn't coming back. I thought. I thought I remember there being like a lot of speculation that she 
was going to go like the like like I, I, Mel, I don't know. I mean, I think leading up to the n- the next season because this was like four years ago. But I, was, I thought there was a lot of speculation each season that like Jessica Lang wouldn't always come back. You know, uh, maybe not. All right, uh, that is all the feedback. Really appreciate everybody sending that stuff in. Uh, we will look forward to what craziness comes next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Send that feedback into ahs at baldmove.com or forums.baldmove.com. You guys thought I was going to forget. See you next week.